0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive, with Andy and the White Whale.
1: Welcome to the Deep Dive. Uh, One week of the NFL season is in the books. It was a winning week for me. It was a winning week for you. It was a winning week for the scope plays. Should we just call it a season? Honestly. Pack it
0: in. (laughs) Pack it in. Anti-pull the anti-yosh. <laughs> they, oh, the They protect this lead. <laughs> we must protect this house. Um, and and they announced the start date for college basketball. So I have some work to do, Ooh, and man. I'm trying to handicap a goddamn major golf tournament here. Yeah, I, <clears throat> just too much going. Again, I say this Big every week. To, this week, just need to just quit my job so I can tweet for a living, oh, which would man. be great. We'll we'll keep or we'll, and we are going to try to keep the the recap and lead up short because again we have a full ass slate of games to talk oh, yeah. about there's there's only one no monday them. night game so yeah. we have a ton to talk about so we won't take up too much time on this because this is already going to be a long podcast at this point we don't know how long because we're recording it that's right but you will know because you'll see And you'll be like, jesus two hours ten minutes <laughs> what? Oh, how do they I how do they even split do this flip this, this up
1: um, oh my god God well, but good yes. near so good news to you, dear listeners. Number one, we had a solid start to the season, and number two, we are <laughs> going to continue handicapping and betting these games because yes. I am losing my ass in the NBA playoffs, so gotta gotta make that money back so
0: I, oh, I did
1: not have the nuggets come back on my radar at all, even though I thought that those lines were too high the whole series. so go I shame the, on me.
0: I had the bucks at a plus number. Um, live yes or bucks? Excuse me, heat. No heat. Yeah, okay. heat and a live a number.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, when they well, went to overtime, yeah, it, it wasn't was, big enough. Oh, I'm yeah, like, no. oh god, this is dead. And we're eating at b-dubs with my wife and kids, and I'm dropping f bombs every time. <laughs> There's a th- I'm getting yelled at by the wife. It's my five year old staring like I'm screaming at a TV that I can't even say. We were sitting outside. I was watching the TV inside through the window. Like basically staring at some people that were sitting there between me and the TV. It was a weird deal, but that was a that was an awesome game. The NBA playoffs, even if they've been a little tricky, have been nothing but entertaining. And uh,
1: yes, it's yes. it's That's coming true.
0: to a close, but we'll still have our NFL. Yeah. So
1: Heat were minus, Heat were plus nine and a half on the uh, on the live spread as you entered that fourth quarter. There was a twelve point lead, and everyone in our chat was literally like, "Is twelve points enough?" To, to win the game, not yeah. you know, not like are going to cover? But you know, and uh, and the Heat, you know, they just uh, they have no quit, no no fear. You know, it's a very very uh, uh, tough team. But we're not here to talk NBA. We're here to talk NFL. Let's get into week two, uh, and let's start on Thursday Night Football where we have two 0-1 teams. This feels like a tr- tradition. I, I don't. I didn't do any research on this. I didn't look back through the annals of history here, but I always feel like we mm-hmm. get two 0-1 teams matched up on Thursday night football. And, uh, you know, the, the Cincinnati loss was a good loss, I guess. Uh, and the Cleveland loss was a bad loss, uh, both in terms of actual scoreboard and uh, just sort of, another year that feels like they're not going to realize the potential of all of that draft capital. Um, But this one we've both made a play on already. Uh, And I think that the angle here from a betting standpoint is relatively straightforward. You have two teams uh, with a lot of continuity questions and problems as far as new coaching tenure, new coach, the tired coaching staff, uh, is brand spanking new for the Cleveland Browns. The the uh, the entire uh, offense, uh, I mean, at least in terms of the the leader of the offense of the quarterback and and many pieces on defense are new for the Cincinnati Bengals. All of this youth inex- inexperience and experience uh, and discontinuity likely manifests a pretty ugly Thursday night football game. We talked about this on the third on the uh, Sunday night um, live pod where. If you aren't tuning in to get massive CLV, I'm not sure what you're doing uh, because everyone we played and has been absolutely crushed there. But we got under 45 and a half in this one. It's down to 43. I'm personally, I'm surprised it hasn't gone down more. Uh, are there other aspects to this under that you think are important to point out? And uh, do you know why it's been? There's been a little buyback here at 43.
0: I think possibly. You know, I can't speak to the people that are fading us apparently or, you know, the the disagreement in the market. And it doesn't matter how strong a side is. If it moves enough, there's disagreement. It's going sure. to – there's going to be buyback at, at a certain point. The injuries maybe? I mean, uh, you're going to be missing – again, there's some pass rushers that are dinged up. There's uh, maybe uh, one – I don't know. That's all I can think of. Like I, I get, I get it, but I, I don't think the Cincy offense is going to have it that much easier this week. Even if we saw, you know, we saw the Ravens score quite a bit, but it again, that's a th- those two shouldn't even be mentioned in the same sentence: Cincinnati and Baltimore. So I'm not super high. I, I'm very close to playing Cleveland in this as well. I mm-hmm. hate double dipping on a game, but I still think I don't. I can't make that number what it is. The only thing holding me back is the you know the home field not really being there. It's not a Big travel spot. It's weird. I'm trying to get more information on this. And maybe if anybody out there actually knows the behind this, I just heard something in passing about going to your team facilities on Monday. Like they're with with the whole COVID precautions. Maybe I need to just Google what they put into place. I don't think you're allowed to just pop like right back into your team facility on Monday. So if that's the case, I don't like what are teams doing? Are they doing calls, like Zoom meetings and you know, you, a lot of times you get Monday you're not getting Monday off if you have a Thursday game. You need to be prepping.
1: So these teams or treatments. Getting getting in for treatment. So
0: yeah. if these guys can't get in, I'm I'm not stating that as a fact that just what I'm what I was getting little snippets of, but it, yeah, if there's if you're taking a short week and making it even shorter, feed me this under. This this screams a sloppy turn, you know. And uh, you can say, well, turnovers could be good for an over because they could be in in minus territory. Well, I mean, that's just a coin flip. Like the, they could just as well be in the end zone. They could be fumble out of the end zone as as much as it could be a fumble in your own twenty, you know, in in the shadow of your goalpost. So I think it's a sloppy game. You have two two rookie head coaches, like you said, an offense that still needs to find an identity. And and also the Bengals.
1: <laughs> yeah, typically Thursday Night Football, we like to fade the true rookie head coach because this is a situation that they have never experienced before where you have you have cause to, to plan appropriately for a Thursday Night Football game. You really need to get your, um, you know, your game specific elements of your uh, offensive game plan ready two weeks ahead of time. And ready, you'll practice a couple of things, get a couple of looks, get your team prepared so that you can implement it on a short week. And it takes a couple years of coaching Thursday Night Football games to realize that. Well, this will be the first ever Thursday Night Football game for both Zach Taylor, who is a second-year head coach, and for uh, uh, Kevin, who... Stefanski? eh, You you struggle with that. Stefanski? Didn't love... Didn't love what I saw from Stefanski in Game One, but again, that's against the Ravens, so who the hell knows? And we don't, we um, don't want
0: to fall into overreaction week, but
1: don't want to fall into overreaction week. I'm not. I, I mean, I, I have very little of my Baker Mayfield stock left. I've have sold a long time ago on that, uh, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't zeroed out that uh, um, you know that hopefulness that he can somehow, some way, still be a competitive NFL quarterback. But it is waning. Uh, no chemistry with his off with his wide receivers. No chemistry specifically with OBJ in that uh, opening game. And you know OBJ was well covered. It, you know it was, it's a all star uh, secondary for the Ravens. So this is going to be a little bit easier. But the secondary for the Bengals uh, overachieved against the Chargers. The um, Bengals in general were relatively competitive defensively in that one. Okay. Uh, and you know they. There's there are a lot of moving parts. There are a lot of injuries, and I think this is going to be one of the least watchable games of the weekend. So, congratulations yeah. for picking this one and putting it in prime time, Joe. Yeah, Burrow. and
0: and yeah. a little peek ahead, it's Miami Jacksonville next week.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Things God. things do things Good do not lordy. improve. Good lordy. <clears> um. Lord. Last one. Last point. The okay. the Achilles heel. For, and one of the key angles to bet the under last week for the Bengals. Uh, they have a very poor offensive line. That, w- that was uh, proven out um, time and again against a very difficult pass rush. But um, I actually thought that the pass rush for the Browns was a little better than their statistics showed. Um, pretty decent uh, push from guys not named Miles Garrett. So it's not just a 1D. You can put two hats on him and you can uh, stop that from impacting the game. Uh, Burrow running for his life likely uh, does not uh, quit himself well, but good thing for the under when Burrow was under pressure against that Chargers team, some throwaways, some dink, some checkdowns, uh, not a ton of mis- you know, not a ton of mistake, error prone, uh, you know, give the Browns a short field, um, you know, amplify the scoring in this one. So it should be. Yeah, he's he's uh, a
0: smart guy. I don't I don't smart. see him yep. making that huge mistake. So
1: yeah, yep. all good reasons to bet the yep. under. So let's. Move on to the Giants-Chicago Bears on Sunday in the 10 a.m. slot for us in the Pacific Coast. 1 a.m. slot for those of you in the East Coast. Um, Giants, uh, you got a nice cover with your Pittsburgh Steelers. We got a nice second-half cover with our Pittsburgh Steelers. That was one of those you could see coming a mile away because you had uh, an enormous mismatch with the pass rush for the Steelers against that. Offensive line for the Giants, which, which is young and inexperienced. Um, and the Giants' defense uh, stinks out loud. So it was not surprising that Pittsburgh was able to manifest those two covers. Chicago, a little bit of an overreaction here with how they looked against the Lions' defense that was suffering from a cluster injury at cornerback, would you say? Or does this seem like a fair adjustment from the look ahead? We expected around minus four. It is minus five and a half across the board um is Daniel Jones being slept on in this game.
0: Maybe a minor uh, overreaction, but at the same time, you want to go putting money on the on the New York Football Giants right now. I I am I am struggling to say yes, uh, like if I had to play a side, my number's say play New York. <clears throat> That's not great. If the, if the Bears get healthy on the D-line, you're going to see the same thing we saw last week, pass rush getting to dimes. Like Their score in the first half, I don't want to say it was fluky, but Jesus, that pass interference call was pretty rough. Yes, like They certainly was. didn't deserve that, no, although they, they probably should have scored on the short field where they got the field goal after, uh, after the turnover, which, again, a fluky. It was a – I mean – it wasn't just a muff punt. That was a terrible. It hit him like the mouth. That was a, that was a really <laughs> was. poorly fielded punt. So it was. Um, and you had your big god. Somebody, somebody DM me was the, the pile. He's like, do you see how many guys went for it? It was a big old muff dive. But Jesus, <laughs> god, I'm not even gonna out that person because I laughed.
1: Okay. That's good. I, yeah, out, I, I, I guess I, I can guess who that was. And you would be wrong. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, okay.
0: Which I'll tell you afterward. Um, the. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with either of these teams. Chicago is at home. They had the nice fourth quarter. And yeah, like you said, it was like an instant, you know, cl- cluster injuries don't just happen like that in a game. And it did. So that was, that was rough. That's super hard to adjust from putting, you know, special teamers out there to cover guys. So it was. You know, the box score wasn't quite telling if you go back and look at that. Which good job for Mitch. You can throw to your right against fourth string cornerbacks. You did it. The Bears got their win. I mean, they still had to go out and do it. They were they put themselves in a very bad position to start with. So I think we see more of that. I think this is a this should be a very bad game that I won't want to watch much of. Yeah. And I'm I don't I don't want to take the Bear or I don't want to take the Giants. If I did, I'd sell it down to like four. Or yeah, or just on, take or pick money line. Like, yeah, yeah, if I had, if I was forced to take a place, so Andy, make a bet in this game, it's Giants, Giants money line. Own.
1: Yep, <clears throat> we agree. Um, uh, and you know, a lot of it is based on uh, you know the Giants lack talent on defense, but boy, do they play their asses off. They really were working hard out there. Uh, all the credit in the world to them. Wasn't good enough to do anything about it, but that's fine. Um, and Mitch Trubisky against the Lions, um, we learned nothing. Uh, I felt like that was much more a reflection of the Lions than it was Mitch. Uh, watching every one of his completions uh, on, you know, in the time since the game, uh, he stares down where he is going to throw that pass like it is his job. And against better secondaries, and granted, we're not going to get to really swing away on this fade of, of Mitch Trubisky for a couple weeks because they're playing Atlanta next week. Um, but the his, you know, when he's going up against the top tier. Um, defenses in this league they are just going to get absolutely wrecked Um, and it's not the Giants unfortunately but I'm with you if I was going to play anything I would play the Giants money line and Daniel Dimes was under duress for most of that game second highest pressure rate across the entire league Uh, the Steelers on his ass and he did fine a short of two uh, you know two hysterically bad interceptions so yeah (laughs) although you know what Uh, Jason Garrett's play calling it stunk it was bad i, He's still I getting can, a job. Still, it still it, it was it was bad it was bad no you you know his. they finally run play action after what sack barkley was eight carries for minus 8 yards they finally run a play action like they like you know we've done enough rushing attempts now they believe we're going to run uh and they play action right into a absolutely picture perfect touchdown pass to slayton um if they you know they you know they need to rethink their uh, you know their loss aversion here in terms was it loss aversion heuristic? What's the heuristic about? Uh, uh, you know how much they have pot committed here on on Barkley.
0: Oh, I mean that's that's just sunk costs.
1: Sunk cost fallacy. Thank I'd say you. I'd say loss Thank
0: aversion you. is people when you play not to lose.
1: Yes, right. Yeah, right. Yes, yes, yes. Sunk so, cost valley fallacy here are on. Are uh, we on and also problem. are
0: we going out of order? That, yes,
1: I like screwed us up, man. Stuff. Okay. I we so want to pop back to Rams. Okay, so just uh, just a real quick sidebar here. Um, okay. I'm struggling on with with the an odd screen right now. Like it, like I'm in free fall because so many of our go to odd screens have just converted to U.S. legal shops only and delays and nonsense that is not helpful for me at all for scoring and tracking. Now, how odd. am I
0: supposed to know what the line um, is at Intertops? It, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's 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 spin back. I need to my play. jazz
1: sports line. goddammit. it! Um, let's let's no, spin
0: so, back to the top then. Let's go back to the. Rams no, so yeah,
1: story. the problem is so I'm using the scores and odds app, and I didn't realize that they're not in rotation not. order. No. Why don't they put them in? The I have no order? idea,
0: and I uh, yeah. I can't let's, figure out what order they put them in. Yeah, let's they start are.
1: back. Yeah, let's go back to the top, and you 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 tee off here, uh, Rams Eagles for me, please.
0: This was the point, and if you. Haven't had enough of an uh, incentive on what we've already talked about to come join us on the live stream on Sunday night. If you have a bet online account and you want to bet with us on Sunday, the Rams are plus three. And that's just one of those where Andy didn't have his numbers run. I didn't even really have them in front of me yet and just said, Well, that. You know, they didn't adjust this yet. And you were even, I think you even said, like, are we gonna get in trouble? Did they forget to adjust these and just put them back up? Well, it was and... weird, man.
1: They were only on the on the beta one, they weren't on the other one, and they yeah. were in you know, a weird you had to click through with the NFL a little. It was it was strange.
0: But yeah, we played so we played the Rams plus three. And to to the point, I feel bad even telling you this on a Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> like, yeah, they're minus one. Uh, the best line you can get is a pick. Now, I don't yeah. recommend playing that. We, I mean, we play numbers, not teams. And just this game should be probably perhaps minus one. Like the number is fine now. It, it's where it should be. Yeah. I don't see it going further. Uh, I thought the Rams played better than even they showed versus Dallas. I yeah. think that offense could get going a little better. Philly. They should have got a
1: second touchdown in that second half.
0: Yeah, they absolutely should. Yeah, but <laughs> they Philly, blessed. Philly giving up what they did, I, like I get it. Jern, uh, Jernigan, yeah, Chase Young, Montes, all the you know that all the names you can throw out there for Washington. The whole D, honestly, the front Game
1: seven, Allen. Yes, there's yeah, so every, many. There's so
0: everybody, many. everybody. Like I get that their line was bad. And they had a heyday. Like that was the most predictable part of the game. The least predictable part was uh giving up 27 unanswered to Haskins and that motley crew, that <laughs> the rabble rouser, like that was very surprising to me. I I was baffled at what was going on and the some of the play calling in the second half, and granted that you know the defense was getting to wince. Yeah. But, man, if that's what you're going to let that offense do, that's a bottom 10 offense. It was. Even on a, on a good day. I think the Rams' offense looked pretty decent at times. The Rams are going to score some points on them. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's kind of a mismatch in a few spots there. Robert Woods looked great. Goff didn't look terrible. The line looked okay. Uh, it, it's a bit more... Bit of a upgrade as far as pass rush that the Rams have to go against, and maybe, probably a little easier of a pass rush. Uh, you know, you don't want to take anything away from multiple time defensive player of the year Aaron Donald, but
1: oh boy, was I, he freaking good though! Yeah, he, oh my he did look goodness. good. If, he,
0: if he's getting pressure up the gut and Goff, or and Wentz gets in trouble again, we get some strap strip sacks. Like same. Thing. I didn't have
1: a higher rated player in defense across the entire NFL than Aaron Donald. Loop one. It's hard to. He was unreal. Um, okay, so I agree with all your takes there. Rams plus three was a nice look. Rams at a pick'em or minus one. I am swerving, uh, and I don't know. Philly's coaching was bad. Their coaching stunk. Uh, on top of the on top of the cluster injury at offensive line. On top of um, the fact that Carson Wentz does not have especially solid uh, chemistry yet with his wide receiving crew, they're integrating Jalen Rager. He did a nice job, but he couldn't really connect with them on a number of opportunities. They had to really hit some it deep was tight shots end. there.
0: Tight um, end show.
1: it was a tight end show and that's what he's comfortable with, you know, and it's, and, and you know, there was a lot, there were so many mistakes and so much sloppy play from the Eagles in terms of missed assignments, missed blocks, uh, and on the defensive side of the ball. Um, They couldn't generate much of a pass rush. They really, you know, they didn't, you know, Haskins was one of the worst quarterbacks in week one. And yet he got a 10 comfortable 10 point win over a division rival as a touchdown dog. Like that's wild. Uh, And, you know, it's, it's a, a lot of this is at the feet of the Eagles coaching staff, the farther and farther we get from their super bowl, the more and more it looks a little fluky and or like it was a sum of the parts, not all Doug Peterson, um, and uh, Jim Schwartz's defense was kind of a no show. Um, they should have had a bigger deal. You know that the fact that that game that game went over the total, which is also insane. Um, but you know Philadelphia, uh, I have downgraded them pretty decently just on the you know some of the with especially with the uh, offensive line injuries that they've sustained. Although maybe get some positive news later this week. This might flip back over to Philly minus one. I yeah. wouldn't be shocked by that. I wouldn't freak out about that. Um, and, uh, they
0: might be the only team I downgraded on both sides of the ball.
1: Yeah. Not, right. not by a lot, but some of it I was, was, injury I, was and some I was wrong.
0: Yeah. I was hopeful for, I guess I was more hopeful for Philly. I'm sad. I didn't play some, uh, some money on the, uh, money line there. Cause I was joking around about it and I did play yeah. a stupid prop, but yeah. no, that's uh good. I mean, good for Washington. That. Yeah, That's what you if you like to see from the young quarterback. Maybe it's still too early to tell, but you might have something there. Who knows? Just
1: two other quick notes on the Rams before we move on. I thought their O-line was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we kind of were hopeful of that heading into the season. That was, I was definitely hopeful of that in terms of playing the Rams' money line last week. I was counting on that. Uh, their defense looked a little better than I thought they were going to be, but uh, they were leaking oil late. It could have gotten ugly. It <laughs> really – uh, you know, that game ended just in time uh, for the Rams to get a win. So that's worth watching. The coaching also for the Rams. Sean McVay still has his head up his ass in terms of going for it, when to go for it, when not. Um, the fourth and one late, they would have converted that in a heartbeat. They were getting short yards easily in that game. In general, their offensive approach was pretty, pretty conservative. A lot of short passing, didn't really take a ton of shots. I thought if they convert that fourth down late in that game, they put away the Cowboys without ever giving them the ball back, which is what the Steelers did. I should have given Mike Tomlin a pat on the back for going for it. Yeah, as
0: much as we shit on him, yeah, we kind of we kind of poop on Tomlin a little, little Uh, but that was a nice uh, nice call by him. I'm glad, and I'm glad because I really didn't
1: want to see any garbage. Right. So, so all right, no Uh, no look on this total. Forty seven has been bet. Uh, it's been bet, bet down, down from forty eight yep. and a half, which I agree with also. But again, you know, Rams defense is is, is spooky. I mean, it's um, been bet way down. It's forty five and a half at places. Mm, mm. Oh yeah, good point. Wow, like I, I get, I get the move. Yeah, like, Weird outlier. Oh, they're like hanging it up on juice for some reason. That's yeah,
0: weird. they have a weird, um, really juicy. They're color they're color hanging color. on forty seven. So um in mm-hmm. case you don't have a, a good odd screen, it can I can be your seeing eye dog. Here. I, didn't see Carolina, I didn't see that. Tampa
1: next. I didn't see that I did not see that coming. Um I'll do the I'll do the setup for this one. I did not okay. play this game. Um I lean under. Uh, if I had to make a play on this game, I'm playing the under. Some of our sharper friends have played Tampa Bay at a better number than it's currently available. It's nines pretty much across the board. This has come down a touch on the news that Chris Godwin is in the concussion Concussed. protocol. Um, I generally feel that our concern, our, our gut reaction, are going back in time to April, you know, whatever it was, March, early March, pre-COVID. Even uh, Tom Brady signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and my stomach was kind of like eh, not a great fit. Don't understand exactly how he's going to uh, be able to all of a sudden be throwing these pinpoint passes down the sidelines where his receivers are the most effective at getting separation. And I felt like a lot of that was kind of manifest. And granted, you know, New Orleans Saints have a solid defense. They have especially good coverage um, on, on the uh, Marshawn Lattimore side of the ball, uh, you know, side of the field at least. Um, and, but you felt, you felt it, you felt like Brady did not have good chemistry with his guys. And the fact that a guy like Scotty Miller got as many targets as Godwin and more than Evans, this is going to be a theme. You're going to see this. He prefers that pass at this stage Mm -hmm. in his career than he does the passes he used to throw to Randy Moss in 2007. So this is uh, something to keep watching. In my opinion, I am buyer beware on Tom Brady and the Bucks they have an easy stretch coming up. They should be able to preseason this into some uh, kind of more effective offense, but they still lack a real killer running game. Their running game was pathetic against the saints. And uh, I worry about them putting away teams. Uh, they should put away the Panthers who, um, you know, in general overperformed, getting to 30 points against the Raiders defense, but there were some broken plays and some weird, weird broken tackles in that one that I think uh, really helped elevate that overall score. Um, And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater and Carolina, do you make them live at all if Chris Godwin is out of this game, Andy?
0: While I did kind of poo-poo the Tampa Bay defense over the offseason, I think it's probably an upgrade over Oakland. It's in Tampa. I don't think Carolina puts up that many points again. So, no, just because at the same time, it's a bad Carolina defense. Godwin, whoever, it doesn't matter who's out. Tampa Bay should get theirs. Um sneaky good defense for New Orleans. People want to talk about uh Thomas and Kamara, but the defense is good. This is a <clears throat> massive downgrade in defenses that they're about to play, and then number reflects it. I'm not I'm not playing minus nine. Team total is gonna be like fucking 30. Um <laughs> I mean, and it's probably about right. Like Tampa yeah. Bay yeah. should Tampa Bay should get theirs. If their defense shows up at all, they cover this. Um, I'm not playing it because it, it does feel like a game that might get out of hand, and you see some some garbage points. Like I think the number is kind of perfect, right where it is. The total's probably about right.
1: It's I, uh, it's north I, I of mean, a key number.
0: Yeah, I mean no to, interest in that. Th- you know, like what thirty-one seventeen? That's the implied. That sounds about damn right. So uh, I'm gonna leave this low on Tampa. If anything, I might play some. Maybe some backup receiver over props or some receiving back props. I thought that was maybe I'll go back and look and see exactly what Oakland Oakland did, and look for some props here. But yeah, not touching this. I think Tampa Bay gets it done uh, against the bad Carolina defense. But kudos to Carolina for not giving up on the season in the first weekend. I mean, I shouldn't applaud somebody for that, but they they played well and they put up a bunch of yards against uh a uh, rough Raiders defense. That'll be something to watch for. No play yeah. on this one.
1: So, okay. I, I'm not going to play the under. I have too many plays. I have to be selective, but I lean under pretty hard. Uh, I don't think Carolina gets to 20 points. I have a ton of respect for how Todd Bowles is coordinating this Tampa defense. If Tampa does not concede a, a, a block, was it a block punt or a muff punt? I can't remember. And a uh, pick six, uh, there are there's a they had a missed field goal like their special teams absolutely yeah. crushed them in that game and Tom Brady gave them six free points. So the you know Saints getting two thirty four was a mirage. Um, and I generally think um, you know they are exceptionally good at stopping the run. Christian McCaffrey is gonna have a poor, poor day in Tampa, Florida, which I think sets up for Tampa not really being able to get to twenty points, which is their implied T total. Should this be the secret pod only? team total play Carolina Panthers under oh man it's kind of I mean, you're buying I can't just be a rogue out here firing no but I mean we're only 30
0: under. minutes in people are going to turn it off
1: yeah gonna, <laughs> I kind of like that
0: do it I'm
1: we won't confirm until the end of the pod oh yeah you have to check strongly considering uh Carolina's team total under which is going to be in the vicinity of 20 points yeah. um you know, it's and again, like where Carolina stinks is stopping the run, but that's not really Tampa's strength. Um, Tampa should be able to matriculate the ball down the field in the second half, keep Carolina from being able to come back. Um, but in general, I, you know, I just I just like Tampa's defenses match up more than that. Even you know, even Tampa's offenses match up in this one. So slide on down to Denver and Pittsburgh. What do you think of this uh, matchup in Heinz Field?
0: Denver was a hard team to get a read-on after the game
1: because I didn't watch
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up, I had I had Titans.
1: yeah Titans my line. Biggest CLV you'll get all season. Oh, my God. Right. I felt
0: and some of injury, but, again, I still felt it was the right side. I, I'm like, oh, good, they won. And I'm like, oh, good, it was close. I'm glad I didn't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> at the same, And then I go back and look at what
1: actually happened. I'm like, 10 points Gostkowski left on that Oh, field.
0: I said, oh, my God. I would have lost my shit. <laughs> I would have been bes- – and I'm usually very good about keeping it together. Because I understand it's a long <laughs> run game, but when a kicker does you up like that, that's like that's like missing ten straight field goals, yeah. or yeah. you know, from in basketball, or you know, just a, a guy, you know, the the baseball team just had thirty guys left on base. It's one of those yeah. where you just you're sitting there, what what should have been, not what could have been. So you laid the points um, but, in
1: college basketball, and your team has missed the front end of a one and one on four straight possessions. <laughs> you're like, how could this be? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I am. I am very glad they got it done. I think I was on the right side, but at the same time, I'm glad I didn't watch it. Uh, I did dive back into it a little. Like I think Denver can be better, but they're kind of got the. You know, they have the injury bug. What are you going to do when you're you're missing the star? Of your defense. You got a receiver. Sutton might not play again. I don't know if I want to make strong cases on this team right now with a. Uh, with so much up in the air, with the injuries, Pittsburgh lost an offensive lineman to an ACL. Mm-hmm. Not
1: great. Ben started hey guys, little. The whole right yeah. side of that line is a little, little alien. It's a
0: little dinged up. Ben started slow. Looked a lot better in the second half. I think this offense could be good. I think the move is justified. I didn't like it on open because we didn't see the. We hadn't seen a game yet.
1: Like, uh, I think
0: – was this up on Sunday? I think it was sitting there.
1: Uh, boy, was it? I'll tell you what I, the look ahead was. It, it, I think it was off the board, and I'm not 100% sure why. I'm not sure if it was um, or not, But
0: either, either way, but, I, I don't oh, think no, – if you
1: if you put that
0: 5.5 in front of me, I probably wouldn't – I wouldn't have known what to do because I, I, had, I had an inkling of what I thought of Pittsburgh, but I really didn't know what I was going to get out of Denver, especially on the offensive side. Uh, lean under, lean Pittsburgh those are the ways it went, so be it. I'm not getting the numbers. I'm not playing a 41 now that it's been beat up down. So leaving that one alone, but I still probably would lean Pittsburgh. And you know what? I'm probably betting this. Pittsburgh what? in a teaser.
1: Oh. Pittsburgh in a teaser. Oh, okay. That's nice. We need a leg to go with Kansas City. That might yeah, as well as well do it's, Pittsburgh.
0: It's a home team with an offense I like, with a defense I love right in the Wong teaser zone, facing uh, not a West Coast team, but a team traveling east for an early game. So coming off
1: a short
0: week for both teams.
1: And they played late into the night. That and game went. It. That game went. That was late for Pacific Coasters. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, I man. I was not up. So. It, no dra- worries. Dra- Andy, Andy dra-
0: was slumbering lovely. Okay.
1: Well, let me fill you in. Pittsburgh
0: in in a teaser is a sexy, sexy teaser leg. Sexy, sexy. I dig that. I dig that.
1: Uh, Let me fill you in a little bit on what you missed besides Goskowski peeing his pants. Um, Vic Fangio also, uh, he must have been wearing Depends because you couldn't see it from, you know, on on TV. Um, But Tennessee drives the ball in the last two minutes in methodical fashion. Denver has all three timeouts. They use none of them. Tennessee gets it to about inside the ten yard line. Vic Fangio had kind of the fans' mentality, which is Goskowski literally cannot make a field goal, not even if it's a nineteen yarder. (laughs) Like he was so sure Goskowski was going to miss, no matter what, that he was going to go down. You know, with he was going to go to his grave with those timeouts or carry him into week two. Maybe he thought he could carry him over, but it was it was a very poor end of game management. Uh, execution by Fangio. And it just speaks to how important it is when you are going through the screening process for hiring <laughs> your head coach. You need to get a guy that has a pulse about how to manage a game. And Fangio does not. And this has been a problem in the years past. Uh, Cost him a game against the Chicago Bears last year at home. Their home opener two years in a row uh, was really, uh, you know, the completely mismanaged end of game scenario by Vic Fangio. And He's a defensive guru, a defensive mastermind. The defense played well, I thought, overall. They did. They stoned uh, uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry had nowhere to go in that Tra- one. Tractors, uh, Zito. Tra- uh, he, he had two flat tires in this uh, game, and you wouldn't know it by looking specifically at his stat line, but boy, every time he got the, you know, the handoff, Denver, Newt was all freaking over it. Jarrell Casey looked good for them. That was a nice pickup. Um, and if... I had any confidence in this head coach. I would be taking Denver in the points here because to a degree uh, you inter- you reintegrate I'm expecting Cortland Sutton to go, which is obviously super important. you know the fact that they put him, they didn't they, they, he was a late scratch and again, like Vic Fangio, what are you doing? His comments before the game were Cortland Sutton, we're going to ask him to see if he can do 10 jumping jacks on the sideline and if he can do it, then he's going to go. It's like love. I love that. Oh,
0: That's like that's like the old concussion test. Like how many how many fingers am I holding up?
1: Close enough. (laughs) Get back out there. Like what? Uh, So so, you know the fact that it was like kind of touch and go for him in the opener. I'm expecting him to go here. The uh, so much of the Pittsburgh defense, really, I felt like you know the, the fact that they you know they they had some moments in that Giants game where you were nervous, right? 19 play drive. You know, you know, run. You know, they went uh, ten. They went ninety yards. They converted. I think I, I was counting like five third downs. Like they had a play on third down. Every and this is Jason Garrett and Danny Dimes. Uh, I'm not saying Drew Locke is especially good. I'm not saying he's the next coming of John Elway. Um, but he at least was a little fearless in that game. He was he was willing to sling it. Um, he was very inaccurate. Uh, every deep ball he threw lacked touch. Pretty much out of his hand. I was like, like every time he dropped back and corked one, it was like, this has no chance. Um, and, you know, he overthrew a guy in the corner of the end zone who had his man beat like a drum uh, at one point. And at that kind of after that, it was like, okay, Locks it's not having a good night, but in the short intermediate game, he zips it and he can throw and, you know, complete tough passes. So I, you know, I, if, if I had any confidence that Fangio could turn it around in a, in a short week uh, and come up with something, Uh, you know, similar to the effort we saw from them defensively combined with a little bit uh, better offensive showing with Cortland Sutton back, I would be taking the seven and a half points here in the absence of any of those things though. This is a stay away. I don't, and I'm not going to stop you from Yeah, My my number
0: makes it like seven. Like that's, it's a good line. But again, uh, if I can cross some key numbers with the teaser, with a home team, with a great defense and an offense that I think low, will low continue total. to yeah. get better. The total's <laughs> right around 42. Actually, yeah, low total feels even better. So big teaser leg for Andy. Love okay. it.
1: Okay. Uh, also, what else could make you feel great about Denver that you didn't get to see was they used a lot of Melvin Gordon. Yeah. And he sticks. I, I
0: had him in a, whatever <laughs> fantasy team I auto-drafted because I was doing content. I had him. Yeah, he, he got he got some points by attrition.
1: Yeah, yes, but it was not. He was not breaking. He was not showing anything game breaking at all in that one. And I would not be expecting him to contribute much against this so. Pittsburgh team. Uh, they will go as far as Drew Locke can throw them in this game. Um, Hotland. Their offensive line was pretty good oh, for good. whatever it's worth. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, do you want me to kick this one off?
0: or Dallas.
1: We're gonna yeah. have fans, right? Do we know how many fans are going to be in the big D Jerry world going to let uh, somewhere them, 20, believes. 25, 50% capacity, something like that. Like we're going to see real fans in this game, right? Here's something. And I mean,
0: this is already going to be a two hour
1: podcast, I guess, whatever
0: i make it even longer. What if Jerry just said like the day of the game, full capacity, Full capacity. Like, would the would the league have the balls to cancel the game? No. <laughs> they would just they would just do it. They'd fine him a million dollars or whatever and be mad, but like that that's that's my like fantasy is Jerry just says the hell with this coronavirus. Um Bring I don't him believe in. in it anyway. Bring him in. It's how about them cowboys. And yeah. just go for, but yeah, there'll be fans here. Should be a good game. Uh Atlanta offense. Looked good. Defense looked tough. Um, Maybe the same for Dallas, although Dallas probably didn't play as good of an offense. Dallas's offense, I think, can be a little better. It's come down. The total's gone up. I guess that makes sense. I don't have a good read on this game Mm, because I just don't know if Dallas's offense is going to click at some point, right? It's going to get it stuffed, and it's going to score like 42 points. And I don't, I don't know when it's going to be, and I'm, I'm kind of off Dallas games for the time being. I'm off them too. Not interested. And, and Atlanta, I haven't been able to get a read on them for four years.
1: I took, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. The Dan Quinn era has been an enigma. I um, took an under
0: in the game. There was like seventy-five points.
1: <laughs> don't know. There was a couple of surprises in that one. So I guess let's, uh, let me start with Atlanta and a little bit of uh, a little bit of an autopsy on what happened to them against Seattle. They got. Absolutely exposed. Um, They were expecting Seattle to roll out uh, the 2018-2019 established-to-run nonsense. Seattle surprised them by passing early and often. Uh, Russell Wilson was extremely accurate. Atlanta's coverage was so poor that in 35 passes by Russell Wilson in that game, they didn't have a defender within a yard of the receiver on a single attempt I don't know if I've ever seen that in my life that you had that that little of a pass defense <laughs> manifest when there were 35 passes thrown. Uh, this is not something you fix overnight. Raheem Moore uh, Morris came out after the game or this week, I guess, and did a beat beat his chest in front of the press and said, "This is my bad. I schemed wrong." And everybody kind of patted him on the back for it. <laughs> we and thought this, like, Seattle you
0: know, would that. run.
1: Well we all run, did. So, you know, <laughs> we all did, but you know, yeah, you should at least still have you. you should at least still have a plan to cover the wide receivers, and they didn't. Um on the flip side, the dirt cutter led offense for the Falcons was also disappointing. They still are making it very, very tough on Mac Ryan. Like it's it is this will go down in history as like a test case of these day and age, like Matt Ryan with Kyle Shanahan, Matt Ryan without, like how important is an offensive coordinator? Like it is really stark seeing the difference. And cause he's got, you know, Julio Jones is still as good as ever. Calvin Ridley is emerging as an absolutely massive threat in the passing game, but it just doesn't matter. Uh, they cannot really generate much of a rhythm at all. Uh, there's no surprise there's no disguising what they're doing on any given play so even with a talent advantage they can't consistently uh you know drive the ball and score points and it's crazy to see it they should be they should be able to hang 40 on this dallas defense there will be very little pass rush from them uh and uh, the secondary from dallas can be exposed Uh, but at the same time like i'm not gonna count on it because they just they they don't have any rhythm they don't have any flow and the offense is coordinated poorly and if the defense comes out and does the same sort of uh, joke of a, an attempt to cover the wide receivers for Dallas that they did against Seattle then there's no reason Dallas can't exactly emulate that performance um, so there's really no reason to back the dog here I can but I but I also say from a number standpoint this should not have been seven. The uh, moving into four and a half is completely fair. Um, I doubt there's any more movement at this point. I think this probably closes four and a half. Um, and the total, if anything, is an overspot. But again, I'm off Dallas because even the way they coordinated was head-scratching, right? Kellen Moore looked like he was coaching with Jason Garrett's brain. Like he wasn't doing the things that we saw in the first half of last season with the Dallas offense that was so exciting. He was, you know, forcing it to to Zeke into stacked boxes. He was running on second and 10. Like it it just didn't have any of the hallmarks of what we you know what we saw last year which was uh, you know hopeful for him being like a next great offensive mind in the game. So I need to see it. It's this is not the time to uh, expect they're just going to elastically bounce back and just, you know, go nuclear on uh, the Atlanta Falcons defense and Uh, You know, two outstanding offenses, two very poor defenses, and yet I cannot pull the trigger on over 52.5. What am I missing?
0: You're missing the confidence in your takes on these teams because I think we're both kind of disappointed in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, We saw, we were hoping to see more, 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 more than McCarthy, and we didn't.
1: Well, we this saw. is it though. Like, was Mark was Mike McCarthy doing anything in that game? Like, he felt like he could have been a cardboard cutout, and we would have exactly he, the still, same game he,
0: I think he still had a a big hand in the planning for the game. I don't know. I didn't understand, and we bet against him. We yeah. thought, I, I we thought uh, the Rams had a shooting. I guess I expected that to be a higher scoring game. Yeah, you told me a lot of people did. 20, Everybody yeah. that over got steamed.
1: If you told me Rams are going to score twenty, you can void your Rams money line. I, I would have done it that. in zero point zero 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 one second. <laughs> I would have said
0: nope. You, there's no way you can react that fast. That's just not fair. <laughs> um, yeah, same. I don't it's know. Like I'm, I'm staying
1: away. Right. Yeah.
0: I hate it when a total gets steamed up. It's not close. Next week, total gets steamed up. We'll see. I want to see this Dallas offense. I, I have no interest in the side. No interest in the total, especially now that it's fifty-three. I mean, there's only if you said, "Here's two hundred bucks, two hundred seventy-five dollars." In fact, you have to play it on on the total. Like, well, I'll play the over. Yeah, like I, I would. That, that's the okay. play. So, leaving it alone. Okay. I didn't like two hundred because right. it was the juice.
1: It would have been. It would have been weird, yeah. You would have would gotten have a 180, 181 dollars and ninety six cents or something yeah, I didn't um, like that. So, okay. all right, well, I'll tee up uh, this. We haven't made a lot of bets yet, huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> was, they're,
0: they're it, coming. Started, I see like, like I three ready. in a row that we okay. did.
1: When we, when we started, I was like, man, I, I, I feel like I have a play on every game, and now uh, here we've gone like four in a row where I've got nothing. Um, San Francisco. Heads to the Big Apple for a two-week vacation. Oh, and one San Francisco huge upset by the Arizona Cardinals in the Bay. Um, San Francisco is dealing with a cluster injury. Every I feel like there's a lot of cluster injuries already after one week. There's just a lot of injuries in general. A uh, lot of injuries in this game. Like this is uh, this is kind of. Uh, there's going to be a lot of replacement level players taking the field in New York on Sunday. Um, wide receivers injured across the board. They oh, even
0: before f- even before last week, Niners were thin. You know,
1: even before last week, Niners were thin. Debo Samuel is on the IR, which is sad because they aggravated his Jones fracture recovery, which stinks. George Kittle is questionable because he hyperextended his knee. And after halftime, didn't even see a target. So he was effectively a decoy out there against Arizona in the second half. And that really upset the entire flow of the San Francisco offense. They never looked especially good. Jimmy G was bad. He was not effective at all at reading and diagnosing any of the, what the, you know, where he could have picked apart some soft aspects of Arizona's defense. And yes, he was a little bit of touch on a deep ball late in the game from pulling off the heroic comeback. It was not, an, not a um, a performance that inspired any confidence that he's going to take a step forward this year, which stinks. Because I was high on that take, and I thought we were going to have a fun time talking about how great he looked as he burned the world down through the early part of the schedule against all huh. these <laughs> shit teams. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, it was going to be I, so I... fun. I, you and know, obviously, I, I, all crumbling down. I,
0: yeah, I can echo that take. I was disappointed in him. I was disappointed more in the defense uh, than anything. Like I thought they were. The going defense to play had a lot.
1: tough time with Arizona twice last year.
0: Yeah, and uh, especially against that offensive line, I thought they'd have more success. Granted, exactly. Ky- Kyle Murray's, Kyler Murray's Kyler, He's a very fast individual. He's quick. He's actually he looked good. Like he's acclimating himself to the league nicely. I think he'll. I don't think it was a flash in the pan. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. He's going to be on that team for a while, or he'll be in this league for a while at least. Nothing's guaranteed. But, uh, yeah, disappointed in the defense more than anything. I thought they'd have a little more success. Uh, My biggest takeaway was the only future I really liked at five dimes was my Jimmy G number because it was the biggest one I got. And now that the game's over, now it's like, all right, liquidate them all. I don't want Liquid, that one anymore. Yeah, flush Keep it. it. Flush I, can it. Get, I can get a better number now anyway. Take it. Flush it. Give me, yeah, cut me a check in like three weeks or however long it takes. So, um, Yeah, the, uh, surprise. I guess surprising. I wouldn't have been surprised at all. Uh, Arizona covering, staying within the number. But just yeah, no, winning, same. Winning, same. Winning like that was was eye-opening for a team who doesn't have a good defense. And then I can. I guess we can put some of that on, you know, the injury. the, inj- the cl- I mean, it's essentially receiver cluster injury now for San Francisco. That's yep. a rough look, which I guess if you're going to face a team where you're thin on receivers, the Jets are the way to go. Why? You can put,
1: Don't uh, you want to be healthy on receivers so you can not have to run into the strength of their defense, which is well, their rush it, D?
0: Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like your backup receivers are going to be okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay so eat. you're you're, you're, so you're basically saying jimmy G should have a fine day because still they're past throw, day. So, yes, because throwing throw so the easy.
0: ball yeah don't don't yeah, don't just be and god i hope shanahan knows this just because you don't have your starting receivers and hopefully Kittles injury, healthy but we don't know yet just because that don't turn to a running team because that's the strength of this. It's literally only strength the only in this team. Them. All three phases. That's all yeah. they can do is stop the runs. Please, if I mean, I guess live better stream. If Shanny looks committed to slowing the game down, and running the ball, Jets live. Yeah. At, at any number money line give it to me. It's a terrible team but that's a terrible game plan against this. That's <laughs> the only way this team wins a game. So yeah. it is it, I mean it is a nasty travel spot with some cluster injuries. I'm not rushing to back uh San Francisco. I would I'd lean Jets but I mean they're not healthy either. Maybe missing Le'Veon is an addition by subtraction but it, it's a pretty tough roster for me to back. 7 is probably a bit much. If I had to bet this I'm betting 7. I think the totals probably where it should be
1: okay
0: like i seven on the jets I, I know both teams are the number seven for either side depending on the the operator in front of it but yeah plus seven would be my lean here and it doesn't feel good that i said i want to play
1: on the jets and the giants in the same way
0: <laughs> parlay them
1: uh, at least the jets are home um, okay so I've struggled with this one because I've wanted to play the Jets, not just like I've thought about it, not just you know. I mean, I've I have uh, I have flirted with this number so many times. Now it's getting embarrassing, um, and my thought process is not very complicated. It is this would look ahead for this game was six, and that was when we were expecting to have a healthy Kittle. And I think Kittle is massively important to this game plan, not just from what he does in the passing game, but his running, uh, his impact in the running game is important as well. And if he is out there as a decoy, or if he is questionable and doesn't take every snap, or if he is a surprise out, like that is a huge, huge adjustment to what you were expecting the potential scoring output for San Francisco is going to be. Literally, like my ceiling for them from a point standpoint, if Kittle is is not right is something like 20 points, even against this poor Jets defense. This The, the fact that the Jets have uh, a run defense in general to keep San Francisco from running away with a 10-point lead makes me want the Jets. The fact that the Jets have you know nothing really to lose at this point and Sam Donald is going to be slinging it and he's going to be throwing it against a pass defense that I have downgraded substantially on top of the fact that they are going to be without potentially two of their starting quarterbacks. Sherman is on the IR. He for sure was not, will not be H- on the
0: field. Again, w- Witherspoon sucks though. Yeah. I, granted, you, yeah. you know, you, you, it, That's he's, true. Yeah. he's ahead of somebody else for a reason, <laughs> <laughs> which is, yeah. which is, yeah. not which is terrible, not
1: a terrible, terrible sign. sign. Cannot yeah. be a good sign. So this literally comes down to, uh, you know, I like I could see a six-nothing game here. Like I can see it. I could see a 13-6 game. Uh, I can see a 13-7 the, game. The you know? Redskins
0: game from last yes, year. But and it was, was the least, Redskins was not,
1: games last year. They were not the Washington the Redskins, football the Redskins, team. The, the Washington Redskins of previous year, they did not cover that game. <laughs> I no, they, like were, they, they, they were like, they, like, they, they,
0: like yeah. 10 and a half, and it was 9-0. Yeah. No, That's that right. that, that is fully fully in play. The ugliest game of the year is in play. And yeah, like you said, the Niners with a lead. If they can't run, the Jets are just going to keep getting the ball back, and then you get to see that garbage offense f- yeah. fumble fuck around and look like, oh, my God, this, this is a game. I don't want to bet this game just so I don't have to pay attention to it. I don't want to watch this. I guess if you do want to – uh, the main thing for me,
1: look to see what too, Shanahan is. I'm trying to be is. too smart here. I'm trying to be there's better. No, I mean, you're on the, on the right, right
0: side. The right side is Jets, splits the points, okay. and that, that's not an attractive. That's a hold-your-nose play. I'm not making it. Um, I guess my main takeaway here is to kind of see what Shanahan's game plan is because if, if this is going to be a team that competes for the NFC, he better have a goddamn good game plan in a tight spot like this. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. I'm not going to play it. I've said this now. I've talked to... You've I've talked been to our, in and out of this three times. <laughs> so, so many times. Our matchbook Buffalo, talk, Miami. Talk to everybody. Everybody's everybody's talking me out of this. I'm just going to listen to everybody. And and uh, if the Jets win outright, uh, I'm just going to be insufferable next week. Uh, it's just like, thanks a lot. Now, um, okay. What do you think of this Buffalo, Miami game?
0: We played the under on our Sunday night <laughs> scope because it was on the wrong side of 42. It should be a low total. It was a low total. It just wasn't quite low enough. Nobody threw more play-action passes last week than Josh Allen.
1: Yeah. They um, ran the most that, RPO in the league as well. That
0: screams a good coach, yeah. a good coaching staff. I will never take anything away from, uh, especially Dable. I mean, I, I think they have a great coaching staff. That's a good way to mask Kind of a bad quarterback. He had, I mean, he had a 300 yard game, and he missed two guys so badly in the end zone. He still has kind of the yips there. Um, I think this is a better defense. Uh, they looked pretty decent for for being zero continuity, so many different new pieces, and mix it up. And it's still a rebuild team. Defense didn't look terrible. Uh, I think probably in, probably an upgrade like an upgrade and this is a tougher defense than the Bills faced last week. Yeah. Uh, overall not by much. You know, granted, but- yeah, we, we talked about, you know, the the Jets do some nice things against the run, but I think overall slightly tougher defense. It's I guess maybe a tough spot for them because you do have to travel down to Miami. I don't know what the weather's going to be like right now. I haven't checked yet, but We're it's still see
1: thunderstorms a- in the second half of
0: this one. Okay, so humid. If it's it, it usually breaks after a storm, so if we see a hot, humid game for Buffalo, like that's not a great travel spot. This has got bet up, like yeah, they look good. The offense was working. They have some nice pieces. They got a new shiny receiver, and the defense is still good. That's a good number. I I, I would lean Miami, but I I played the under. Like the the under is kind of a Miami fade in in, in its own way. Like yes. Buffalo, because Buffalo can run the ball too, and if if they, you know, if Buffalo gets out to a lead, Miami's not getting it done against a very tough defense. This game could get shortened. Uh, you know, I'm I'm
1: somewhere in like a 21-10 kind of game. We agree, a hundred percent. This is an under or nothing. It's going to be. You, do you 90- think you
0: could, would you still play it? If you're listening to this, it's it's forty-one at your book. You can get 41 minus 5 at at Paradise right now, where I'm looking. Would you still play the under on this? I would play it, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'll I tell kinda, you what.
0: I kind of think so, too.
1: I, I'll tell you what. So, yeah, you're and you're right. It's going to be 90 degrees. Um, there's going to be thunderstorms in the second half. Uh, it's going to be 70% humidity. Uh, little, pretty much no wind, but although who the no hell knows with thund- thunderstorms, I guess. Um, I guess the reason I would play the under is this. Last week's game should have gone under for the Bills. Absolutely. There's, that should have been, what, 24-0? Like, you know, that would have been the reasonable final score for that one. The problem was the Jets are too good at stopping the run. They're too good at it, which means they'll always have a few extra drives per game. And Miami, not as good at stopping the run as the New York Jets. And that is really the only difference between the game you saw last week, Buffalo versus... Uh, New York and the game you're going to see this week Buffalo versus Miami because guess what Miami their offense is completely lost they do not have an identity yet the one kind of standout player on their offense in the receiving game Devontae Parker is going to be completely eliminated by Trey White this is not something that I would expect them to all of a sudden snap into why you giving me that face
0: Oh no, I'm I'm reading something online. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I was like, did I say something crazy? Um, no, no. no, no, no offense, don't look, at, don't look at
0: me. Look at your notes.
1: The Miami offense absolutely, absolutely does not have an identity, a philosophy that is working for today's NFL yet this season. And guess what? We everyone at, at this point, everyone knows about the the Ryan Fitzpatrick life cycle. It's it the it's the phases of the moon. You know, he he waxes and he wanes and uh, that performance we and saw he last was week. Waxing. No, he was waiting. waiting. He was waiting. He was waxing off. He was he was getting close to, if not new moon, last week. Um, and he's still gonna be down there. Cause guess what? Buffalo's defense just as good as the defense we've saw from the Patriots, uh, just as strong in all of the key areas. Um, you know, Miami is going to struggle. No what? What what?
0: I'm still just I'm, <laughs> I'm having a- I'm having trouble with the sports no book. Okay. It's saying you don't have enough balance to place this bet. Well, the number at the top sure thinks so.
1: Mm. Well, that's a stumper. I'm trying to use a free play or something. The, um, uh, the, 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 general, the general distinguishing um, part of this game is going to be Buffalo's defense uh, stymieing Miami. Uh, and uh, in general, uh, you know, I, I thought some of what we saw from Miami offense uh, defensively was was decent against the Patriots. So uh, no reason that Josh Allen and company are just going to go nuclear on them and score 40 and really threaten this total, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, you know, and actually to the degree that they can sh- shift things up a little bit, put less on, uh, you know, Josh Allen and integrate more of the running game. I think this is a good opportunity for Buffalo to try that. Um, and all of this leads to a shorter game than and you know people point to the patriots last week and they're like uh they specifically shortened that game against Miami but a ton of it was just what Miami was giving them uh and i think a lot you know the same kind of thing here this is going to be a very short game uh, first first game completed in the uh, in the morning uh in uh, among the morning games and uh yeah total comes in in the 30s yep that's
0: 28, right Matt, like 28 that.
1: 10 something like that
0: <clears throat> are, we sure, are we sure we shouldn't be backing Buffalo? We I said like twenty one ten. You said twenty eight ten. <laughs> like we, we, uh, yeah, I, I don't hate it. So all right, Minneapolis, Minneapolis. I tried to say Minnesota, Indianapolis at the same time, and I said Minneapolis, <laughs> which is not like some weird portmanteau. It's an actual place. It's here in Minnesota, but it is Minnesota at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. We had a two and a half for the opener and it opened at 46 all right which was pretty dumb we played that <laughs> again that's not if you one say where so. you have to 46 lose. if
1: you say so yeah that's
0: that's not something where you have to glance at the spreadsheet um we talked about it maybe in the afternoon or something we said like after those games we said what did they reopen the Vikings game at 49. And we're like, yeah, maybe not quite that high, but that sounds fair. And it didn't, so we played it because that was, again, the wrong number. It should be higher. At the mini Minneapolis, so I'm going to just say the Minneapolis defense. The Minnesota defense lacks depth. They lack corners. They have another corner injury that's further affecting their depth. Indy hookers hurt. Their secondary got torched by a much lesser offense. Yikes. This one could be, this, it's going to end up, this is going to end up like ten seven because this has the makings for 55.52.
1: That was like a scripted read. Yikes. That was excellent. Um, yikes. Yeah. No, the, the, yikes. The, the,
0: the, over, the over is, I mean, it's plain as day in front of your face. That's what I wanted to play. I yeah. said, God, it's like a 47 and a half. I'm going to have to play it. It was less than that. Yep. Honestly, if you have a nice price on a 48, I don't even hate that. No, of course not. I think it should be 49.
1: So Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it's still fair, fair play to the over at 48.5. This is going to be 24-24 in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, and this is really what it comes down to, which is game state here. Like The thing that threatens the under is one of these two offenses has a cluster of f- red zone futility. Like that's the only thing that really stumps this is that oh, it becomes okay. lopsided either way. Uh, it's like that, but but even still, like you, you point out the, the key thing here, you have two very poor secondaries. Uh, Xavier Rhodes making an appearance <laughs> by <Yeah>. the way. <laughs> Xavier uh,
0: Rhodes, Xavier Rhodes revenge game. Oh yeah. my god, he's <laughs> trash.
1: Um, but no, overall, I thought Minnesota's passing game was fine against the Packers. I think the Packers have a good secondary, and Minnesota, uh, you know, they clawed back and scored some garbage time points. I didn't think those were meaningless. I thought that was signal. Minnesota's offense can score, um, and I thought Indianapolis, you know, Indianapolis, that was a weird loss. Like they shouldn't have lost that game. Like that they didn't was punt. fluky. That was fluky as hell. There was a couple of real strange, uh, you know, very specific out. You know the. Um, fourth downs that didn't get converted and interceptions that swung high leverage stuff that cost them that game. Uh, and Phillip rivers looks fine. He looks good in this offense. They have a strong offensive line. Still there's they, they, look, there is going to be no semblance of pass rush for either of these teams. There is going to be no semblance of, of uh solid coverage for either of these teams uh, this sets up perfectly for, you know, these teams to trade score for score. Um, I, I I'm, in the back of my head, I have some worry or some thought that a uh, you know a guy like Mike, that a guy like Zimmer is going to be like, we can't let our defense be out there so much because they're going to get exposed. So we're going to yeah. have to play ball control, kill the clock, kind of nonsense. But I don't even think that's going to work because Indianapolis does a decent job of stopping the run. So that's just going to force them to punt. And if they're down a couple scores, and that t- they become exactly the same team they were against Green Bay, where they're in comeback mode, uh, and they got to go back to the pass. So. I, so many paths take this game over. Um, yeah, every
0: game script. Script yeah, every game script, every game script outside of a bunch of fumbling through the end zone takes. <laughs> <the> end <laughs> yes, uh, there,
1: if more,
0: if, yeah. if there's a yeah, we'll have to cut that clip if there is a fumble through the end zone. I lose my yeah. mind in those.
1: All right, they never worst happened game when I went under. Yeah, yeah. I'll um, never forget when I I had a huge under on a uh, uh, on a Seattle Rams game a couple years ago, and the first drive just the Rams just took it to them right down the field. And then Todd Gurley fumbled it out of the end zone on like the, the half yard line. It was fantastic. <laughs> best,
0: best rule in sports.
1: Best, best rule in sports. Um, but no, I think uh, a bunch of our friends have Indianapolis on their cards this week at two and a half. If that was a great bet, it's at three, it's a juicy three at some places at this point. I don't really lean that side. Cause they're I think this better, is, they're probably the better team, uh, but I don't love laying points the better
0: team. right now here.
1: No, this is kind of a coin flip to me. Um, I don't think either of these teams uh, is as good as the market thinks overall, um, and I think uh, because this is kind of a, a trading scores, uh, this comes down to very you know late game execution, offense and defense, and I don't see a true advantage either way. So, uh, just get this guys, get this over. Uh, this is you know same. I think we're going to see the same kind of game that we saw in um, Oakland and Carolina. Definitely liquidate my line. Liquidate yeah, they,
0: my Jimmy future so I can put it all on altovers. Oh, one yeah. last one last ride at the dimes.
1: I like it. Um I'll i t- I'll tee this one up. Detroit Green Bay another oh, you know nice where we're at over what's that? You know where we're at now? You found a list? Yeah, I'm looking at the right list. Okay, yeah. sounds good. <laughs> Detroit Green Bay. Um I played this over as well. I played it at 46. Another one that it was like, okay, Detroit has a cluster injury at cornerback. This is going to go one way. Um, And it's now 49 and a half. That's not playable. Uh, But the Green Bay Packers side, I think, still is. Uh, This was opened at five and a half. We both played that as well. Uh, This is now at six. I still think six is a fair play here. Detroit has... Um, the kind of the perfectly wrong recipe in terms of stopping this Green Bay offense. Um, And to some degree, I think Detroit without Kenny Galladay may struggle uh, to go score for score with these guys. Green Bay, I think gets pretty comfortably to 30 points in this one. Um, The overall game plan by Matt LaFleur was frustrating in the first quarter for the Packers. They really did not, um, you know, they didn't execute in the, in the red zone. And I was kind of like, man, this is going to be one of those games where like they outgain them by, you know, 200 yards and somehow it's a bunch of field goals and, you know, and fourth and fourth and inches at the goal line that they don't convert. But, uh, that turned around real quick and I don't see it stopping at all in terms of their advantage in the passing game versus this Detroit pass defense. Detroit has no pass rush on top of that. Um, and, uh, Yeah, Matt Stafford, not the same player without Kennedy Galladay. That's for damn sure. And I am not expecting to see him take the field on Sunday. Do you have any other bullet points that favor the pack?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the – was it it a bad – I missed parts of this game. So I, I didn't think Chicago had given up a sack. And I went and looked. Oh, that's not sack. That's sacks. So, yeah, they gave up one. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a pass rush that scares me. Rogers should be comfortable. Uh, I mean, he he doesn't have the receivers he's supposed to, but he's making do. Lazard looked okay.
1: I can <sighs> tell you, Mitch was a little mobile.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, I that, mean, that, he, that.
1: he was he was squirrely. Like he evaded pressure a couple times. It was pretty and nice he, that.
0: Like if, if you're ever gonna say something nice about Mitch Trubisky.
1: That that could be it. He does move guess around what? nice in the pocket. Tonight. Chicago's O line is not as good as Green Bay's. No.
0: <laughs> I don't hate Green Bay's defense. Like I think it was a little it was a little overblown how much they gave up. and Some of that was garbage, especially towards the end. Not that Minnesota's offense can't be good. They still have some nice pieces. Uh yeah, but one sack, I'm looking at some more stats here. I'm not super impressed with uh, even even early in the game like we didn't expect chicago to be this good offense like when they had all their pieces together they were kind of holding a bad team down and then they missing once they got the, like instant cluster injury it went it all came crashing down and Mitch, you know, MVP Mitch led the team, 21 point fourth quarter. That's That can't leave your team in a good headspace, first off. And now you got to go play a better team, a 1 0 team. You were behind the, you know, you're at the bottom of the division now with Minnesota. So heading to Green Bay again, not a crazy travel spot. I don't rate home field very highly. I rate Green Bay's a little higher, probably later in the year. But again, I make this number like, six and a half
1: yeah same. it, it, it should have been sure, a, you know but yeah yeah
0: well, it's, mine's like 6.54
1: yeah i'm so, at 28 21 here um so yeah five and a half me...
0: was playable i think six is too
1: okay a couple of things to note though uh kenny clark who is probably the only guy that can really reasonably stop the well for green bay will be out of this game uh worth keeping an eye on for future Uh, Green Bay games, because Detroit can't manifest enough of a rush for that to be meaningful. Um, Also, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers in general, I still am out on them if they are playing from behind by a significant amount except against Detroit. This is kind of the one team where he has absolutely no problem coming back uh, against them, and it's largely because of how their roster is constituted because they can't rush the passer and they have poor coverage. Um, so really, even if Detroit gets out to a decent start here, uh, even if they are kind of controlling the clock, if it looks like they're playing well in the first half, I'm just not going to be sweating this one because I think Green Bay ultimately um, pulls it out.
0: Yeah, 2-0 Green Bay. It's going to be... Running away with the division, especially yeah. if Indy gets it done, what if the Giants get an upset? Mess, mess. Yeah, a team that we wanted to fade in the offseason, we're gonna be backing twice already.
1: I'm and and honestly, like, uh, Eventually I don't want to spoil it, it, but like, like we'll turn week, on these teams. Next He'll week, turn. next week they're playing the Saints on Sunday Night Football, and they could be getting six points, six and a half.
0: Remember when we did heel turn and we backed Seattle at the end of the year? I or do playoffs.
1: Yeah, we were we, we were like cool we were like. We were well, like two games too soon because apparently this year is the year we needed to be Seattle yeah. uh, to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and then, then I
0: got goal. that question about from somebody who's like, oh man, you, you I think it was about Green Bay. You didn't like this team and now you're playing them? Like, yeah, I played, you know, you play numbers, not teams. Like, you played the Rams. Um, I was mad I didn't add them to my card and I put a small bet on them, Rams money line. I didn't get as good of a number as you. We cashed on that. We're both playing Rams again this week. We almost certainly will be betting against the Rams next week if things flesh out right. Like you you don't don't feel like just because we like some team we're going to keep betting it. That's yeah. absolutely not how it goes. I will turn on these teams so fast. That's, yeah. Goddamn goddamn head will spin. <laughs> <laughs> I have no loyalty. It's going to be like like WWE. I absolutely and, and that's just how it is. Like teams teams have ranges within their uh, yes. Adam Chernoff talks about this the best. And they have ranges within their market and once a team reaches the peak or eclipses their peak of their range you got to start going the other direction yeah it's, it's it's not too dissimilar from buying stocks you know buy low sell high whatever
1: yeah That's you know two is. two teams i have not changed my opinion on is the jacksonville jaguars and the tennessee titans titans did what not a get a
0: cover segue.
1: <laughs> titans did not get a cover on the closing number doesn't change my opinion. They are still going to be a factor in the AFC. Jacksonville pulls off the amazing upset over the Indianapolis Colts. Gardner Minshew, 19 for 20, uh three touchdown passes including the game winner. Does not change my opinion of the Jacksonville Jaguars. His their overall offensive approach was so vanilla. It was all, you know, there was the average depth of target was the you know, four yards, five yards, something insanely small. Like they barely, barely were trying. That was much more about the failures of the Indianapolis defense, in my opinion, in terms of getting them on the scoreboard. Um, and Tennessee, I think can capitalize, uh, on this mismatch, but I'm sure as hell not running to the window to back them at nine points, especially with Corey Davis likely out of this game or at least limited. And with, um, AJ Brown as well. So this is going to be the Derrick Henry, John New Smith show for Tennessee. Happens to be that I like Love those Canada. two players and how they match up against Jacksonville. So I think uh, you know, in general, Tennessee I think is still strong. Um, they if they ever figure out their special teams, especially their field goal kicking problem, uh, then they are going to be in the mix come January. Did they cut um, him? Didn't see it.
0: I don't think they did.
1: I don't think they did either. And I you know, cannot imagine why.
0: Second chance. Um, guess
1: what? They were at altitude and it didn't even matter. Um, yeah, they were just so, bad kicks. I, I went yeah. and saw some of it. It's rough. Um, no uh, take on this game. You got to feel? Not
0: really. Like, th- it's kind of telling. A team greatly outperformed their expectations. Yeah. One as a touchdown underdog, over a touchdown underdog, outright got the win, scored a lot more points than anybody thought. The other team scored 16. I mean, not not only the missed field goals, they settled for field goals. The offense didn't look as good as it should have. And it's still a nine-point game. And the, the numbers, the power numbers would flesh that out. Like, yeah, that's the right number. But the fact that people aren't just... Clamoring on Jacksonville, like, oh man, this is a better team. We need to take the points here. And that kind of speaks to where, and then it's kind of in a dead number range. But at the same time, I'm I'm not excited about taking either side of this. If Jacksonville offense is better than we thought, then good for them. They'll cover, and I'll look foolish for not taking all those damn points. But at the same time, I'm with you. I'm not as bullish on Tennessee as i said last week when i bet them but i still think they're a ah, above average team in the afc for sure like they're a top 5 afc team and they should be over touchdown favorite to a team with that bad of a roster so numbers probably right i hate these were big spread low total hate them big, big spread low total i wonder i should look that up i kind of feel like going minus 9 parlayed with the under <laughs> this happens. I mean, Jacksonville team total under, but again, with the, the injuries to the offense of Tennessee, the under is probably the right way because that's how you attack this. You should be able to get tractor Cito going quite a bit better against yes, this defense. Absolutely. So, this, this a, so it's a, it's a, tr- what do you call him? Travis Henry. It's a Travis Henry game.
1: Uh, Travis Henry game.
0: I think he's going to look great, and yeah, they they probably get it done, but it might not. You might not end up with the if you have the, if you're laying those points, you might not feel about good about that the whole game. True. As they're slowly grinding out like field goal drives, and all of a sudden they're they're up by six with no like a no doubt win. Like they're not going to give up points here, but they are. They're still at a point where it's like, man, they're not going to cover by nine. This is fucked. So.
1: Yeah. Tennessee also coming with the short week coming off of it, playing at altitude is a little spooky as well. Uh, don't love that. Um, there's a, there's like a handful of kind of classical handicapping angles that are like Jacksonville is the right play here, but I'm not, I'm out on them. I don't think they repeat the, the magic that they had in week one. And if they do all the more power to them, they will hurt my Tennessee futures and that is about it. Washington, Arizona.
0: Do
1: you think the football team can repeat their magic, or this is another one where the market was kind of like, "Oh yeah, you upset the uh, you upset a good team"? So we upset a great team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Weird matchup. This is just what we thought. The battle of the unbeaten's down in Glendale. Glendale, Glendale.
1: But they're gonna have the roof closed.
0: I'm guessing eight trucks, eight bucks. truckasaurus washington football team great gritty i hate to use like platitudes and cliches but gritty win i guess like you go down 17 nothing you know what you are like you can say you know all these players like i don't pay attention to the betting lines i don't know what the spread is like you know you're not Like favored to win your division, you know you're supposed to be a bad team. You know your coaching staff just got shit canned, and you brought in everything new, and you're still in a rebuild. Like, you can't say they don't know that. So, uh, you know the fact that when you get down seventeen nothing, I I think it speaks to the veteran coaching staff. Hopefully, because I can't say it speaks to like a veteran quarterback. I mean, he's a young man. He has doesn't have a ton of experience. I I thought that that was a uh, even if they didn't win. If they'd have fought and stayed in the game, maybe just covered, I would have been pretty impressed with them. The fact that they did what they did, I think, probably falls a little more on the defense slash the Eagles. But again, they they scored enough. Uh, you you can say you know short fields. Well, you have to take advantage of short fields. The Giants had a short field. They had like a two yard field, and they kicked a field goal. Like if, if you can punch those in and, and make up your deficit and get back in the game. That's, that's what good teams do. And they're not going to be a good team. But if you're a bad team, the next step up is being an average team. And it would be quite something for this to be an average team this year. Yeah. I don't love. They're the still going to be in the hunt, man. Yeah, they're going to be in the hunt. They, they, they remember, yeah, they're going to be in the hunt. Um, Arizona's offensive line isn't good either. Like they're, no. they're going to have fun. But again, a much, I don't even know. I don't want to say it's like a better coaching staff. Yet, but it, it might be like in a couple weeks we might definitely say that like Cliff Cliff's getting it. Peterson was a flash in the pan, and and this is a much this is a much better coaching staff. So I I think it's a more innovative offense at this point. We, we're going to see some fun stuff, and they have some weapons and. Kyler is, you know, Wince was a mobile quarterback, but he can't seem to evade pressure right now, and I think Kyler will be better at that. I think it's a better matchup against that tough front seven, and it, the defense for Arizona played a lot better than I thought they would.
1: Yeah, all that's So true. under. Uh, yeah, yeah, can't play Washington in this one. Uh, Hopkins is. Clicking. It's getting bet
0: up. I don't. I, I still want to play an under.
1: I know. I I do too. But I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm probably not going to get it at it. The 48 that was at Penny is gone. It's down to 47, I which know. means we're not going to get to really lay the wood on a 48. Still like under 47 and a half. But if you not. had to
0: pick one, here's a good question for you. We we both agree it got bet up, but we like the opposite. We like the under. I think. It's still a good Washington defense, a bad Washington. Like it's it's the opposite of strength on strength. It's just weakness yes. on weakness all over. Yeah. It might be it might be kind of a bad game. So we're sitting. Let's just say forty-seven minus seven. So you're talking twenty-three and a half and three and a half. So you got twenty-six for Arizona, mm-hmm. nineteen. Let's just say nineteen and a half or tw- like twenty-seven. 21, 20, 20, 21, 27 probably, yeah. whoa, Twenty-seven twenty. Let's say twenty-seven twenty. Those are your your two team totals. Yeah. Which one would you rather bet the under on?
1: I think probably Washington. I think Washington only goes over twenty points if they get a defensive score. What about you?
0: Yeah, like uh, you know, the right away you think, well, twenty-seven's more. That's harder to get to. I should bet against. But yeah, it's probably the twenty. Repeating that offensive performance would be. Something from yeah. a, a team like that, I, I think it's a maybe comparable, if not worse, defense they're playing against. But they they look good against a way better offense. So I, I you yeah. know, I have to base a lot off the priors, but I still can't ignore what I saw last week. So sure, yeah, th- th- it's f- it probably under. I feel like this is an under game. I still if it if it if this touches forty eight, it's on the yeah. card. Yeah, if we get line. some game, I don't even fucking care if it's game day steam. If it's if it's stupid people betting on Sunday that that's enough to push this up to forty eight anywhere rec book I don't care I, if I find it yeah. you know at at the VFW yeah. with Frank the bookie I'm betting <laughs> under forty eight so
1: I'll put a message into Frank to to push that number up because I heard sharp money is coming in on the on the over um, okay well. I agree with all your takes. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm more interested in under 20 for Washington than I am in under 27 for Arizona because DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Kyler Murray are clicking already. Uh, Kyler Murray is athletic and elusive as and fast and quick and every possible superlative you can use for his athletic athleticism is, uh, is earned. And that could make it tough for Washington to get home. Uh, Washington got home eight times against Carson Wentz. I could see them have equal amount of pressure in this game, but only get home twice, you know? Washington pass defense has some holes. I'm hopeful that Kendall Fuller takes the field. If Kendall Fuller is in, I'm probably playing under 47 and a half. I'm not waiting for 48. Uh, I make don't think up, I don't do? think he plays, but it would you be nice. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, I mean, That's just enough. my guess. Easy enough reason to stay away from it. Okay, let's move down to Balto Houston. Houston, extra rest coming into this matchup against last year's 14-2, number one seed in the AFC. They started off their season with a loss to the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. In that game, Bill O'Brien embarrassed himself on the coaching side of things to go along with having embarrassed himself as a GM in this offseason. So we now have completed the uh, the daily double there. Um, And realistically, Houston did not, you know, there was huge problems, huge holes, sloppy parts of their game. Uh, They were lucky to get into the 20s in that one. Uh, A lot of that was kind of garbage time points, and you know, Deshaun Watson can score late points. You know, he's the kind of guy that can fill up the the score sheet in late in games as they're trying to make miraculous comebacks because he's difficult to to tackle. He's difficult to sack. Um, I don't give them much hope here, even though they have extra rest and extra time to prepare for Baltimore. Um, That's probably I'm probably overlooking something. Um, This matchup that we I remember vividly vividly never forgetting betting this over between Baltimore and Houston last year and Baltimore scored 41 points and it went under. (laughs) Do you remember that? I had, I had the over. I had the over Um, Baltimore. Sickening that we couldn't get any help. Houston defense does not match up well at all for what Baltimore does so well And Baltimore came out and looked as crisp and as good and perfect regular season form in week one against the Browns. I wouldn't expect anything less here. You're going to get a sharp Lamar Jackson. He is as good as advertised. His passing was crisp. His running was fast. His scheme was solid. The only thing I'm looking out really for for Baltimore is Ronnie Staley is dealing with some injuries, and I'm a little concerned about what that does to impact. Their injury injury
0: report wasn't. Wasn't, it wasn't good.
1: Great. It wasn't good. Not great. Um, Marlon Humphreys is still freaking awesome. Maybe the best cornerback in the league that no one really can give serious consideration to. And uh, he's going to completely wipe out Will Fuller in this one, which is going to make it very, very, very tough for Houston to go score for score, especially through the early going in this game.
0: And then eventually Fuller gets hurt.
1: And eventually, Fuller gets hurt, and eventually, Bill O'Brien needs to justify his trade for David Johnson by giving him 30 touches in this one, and Baltimore wins by how many touchdowns? Anyone's guess? Um, I didn't really consider laying the points here for Baltimore. I don't have a good reason why. I may have come back to regret this. There's a couple of games where I was just like, oh, yeah, no, those guys are gonna win. I'm not hey, going it's, to, it's,
0: it's a, a lot, lot, lot of points to lay on the road, even in the era of home field advantage being completely dead. Rest disadvantage um,
1: spooked me a little, too.
0: Yeah, getting, get, getting this much rest advantage in the era of COVID where I think everything's more of a pain in the ass, including meetings and run walkthroughs and everything. So big old rest advantage versus the biggest coaching advantage on the board. Are we saying that? Or maybe, maybe the next game, too. Uh, probably a tie, tied for one. But huge, huge, huge coaching, disadvantage, disadvantage mismatch um, against Bill O'Brien. Love me some, Harbaugh. Uh, Yeah, if this was sitting six, I think we'd probably hit it, but we didn't, and here we are. I think if it gets to seven and a half, people are going to put this in every teaser they have. Uh, I might, too. The total, yeah, uh, I have no desire to touch the total after I saw what happened last year. I know that's not predictive, but that kind of game script feels like it could happen again. Where it's it's just you know, here bringing whoever like Ingram runs twice and Dobbins runs twice, and we just here's a seventy-two minute fourteen drive, fourteen play drive, and that was the whole third quarter because it's twenty-six yeah. nothing and. Yeah, it, it's not a game I'm running to back. Um, I'm again. We said rough schedule for Houston to start the game. Hopefully, I think the, their biggest chance now is against a bad Minnesota secondary coming up. But yeah, yeah, Houston. Houston. The you know we saw plenty of upsets by touchdown dogs last week. I don't think this is going to be the one this week.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you. All right. <sighs> KC, did you think about laying the points here? This was a look ahead uh, of six and a half. It's already gotten bet up to eight and a half. I agree with that move. Um, Kansas City Chargers match up extremely well. I'm sorry, Kansas City Chiefs match up extremely well against the LA Chargers. Namely, they have a pass rush. They can generate pressure. They can put. Uh, they're going to put a lot of pressure on Terod Taylor here uh, to make plays. And while the Kansas City coverage has lapses at times, uh, it's not especially concerning that. Um, L.A. is going to be able to take advantage of that. Uh, realistically, at some point in this game, KC uh, just you know finds their stride. Um, they basically didn't ask Pat Mahomes to do anything in the season opener, and they beat Houston convincingly by two touchdowns. So uh, more of the same here for the defending champions, or do you think there's an angle here where KC stays competitive, either via limiting Mahomes from a pass rush standpoint or going score for score with them? So last week,
0: how many points did the Chargers give up? Thirteen. And I still didn't think the defense looked good. I agree. <laughs> <With> that that's, <laughs> that's kind of there's a weird dichotomy there, like talking out both sides of my mouth. But yeah, rookie quarterback, bad offense, bad team, bad coaches, no continuity. Take all that and say the opposite of it. I think this defense is going to be in trouble. That means that spells trouble yeah. for people who can't spell it's it is a bad matchup with being i mean just weird here we are early in the season and the chargers are missing an important piece or two already so having a defensive entry wasn't great especially considering the fact that you do have to play kansas city a couple times that offense didn't even look that good like the mahomes His rating, his PFF number wasn't even that high. The fact that they can put a beat down on that and Mahomes wasn't even at his best is kind of scary for the league. I mean, these last two teams, they both looked pretty scary already. You know, many a slip twixt the cup and the lip, but uh, it feels like those two are going to give us the AFC title game we were deprived of last year if all goes right. Kansas City is – I mean, I don't want to just be like sounding like the guys on Sports Radio, like, Kansas City's a train. They're just a truck, and they're going to run them over. But th- there's just too many damn weapons and too big of a coaching mismatch. Andy Reid, with this, with this many toys, it's it's not a good it's not a good matchup for you. The yeah. defense looked okay. We were a little worried about a big step back. Uh, Watson is much, much better than Tarad. I think as a whole, maybe the the weapons around Tarod might be a little better than what we saw, so maybe a wash there. But I mean, they just feel like thirty five twenty. Yeah, yeah. At I, some I, point, I laid seven and a half. I got a couple points. Oh, for, yeah, I, nice. yeah, I told you that. Um, but. the it's if, if it's set nine a few places. Like here's the most meaningless point and a half of closing line value I've ever gotten. Hopefully, it just keeps going. It might not. But I don't care. I. It was never going to be seven. Like if you wanted to bet Kansas City, you I was to like, do well, you I'm, I'm, I'm betting. It. I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> betting. Yeah, I'm betting it right now. I guess. Like, yeah. yeah no. it, was, it was six before. I think the look ahead was probably six here. But uh, yeah, I said I kind of want to bet them this week, and it's not going to go down to seven. So I'll take the seven and a half. I wasn't wanting to put a teaser together on Sunday night, but that would have been nice if it stays at. Eight and a half, maybe I'm double dipping. I don't care.
1: Ooh, I dig I'm it. up on I dig here, it. baby. I dig it. All right, man. Well, that sounds fair. And uh you're right, Kansas City, even in scoring all those points on Thursday night football. Opener,
0: and and we 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 made the point for this on, for on the field. We made a point for this for Houston, and we gave it to them as a plus. Andy Reid, uh, not off a buy, but Andy Reid with extra time.
1: Oh, good like, point. Because that's really what we're getting.
0: Point. He's getting ten point and ten days to prepare for this.
1: Yep, yep, absolutely true. All right, final game: Patriots Seahawks. Great Sunday night matchup.
0: It I don't, think, is. There, good job. I don't think there's a
1: game on the slate Sunday that I would rather see in prime time than this one. Cam Newton and company head out to the West Coast to take on Russell Wilson, your presumptive MVP. Is it too early?
0: I mean, yes, it's too early, but the point you made about it being a three-horse race right now is right, and it's—I guess you know—as much as I shit on Shadi and and Carol and this franchise in general, like he's and him, honestly, he's insufferable. He's a—he's an awful person to root for. Russell, like after that un, unlimited video, like his personality is tofu, but <laughs> but when he's on the field and you don't have to hear him talk. Or yeah. See his stupid face. He's he is awesome. so easy to cheer for. I yes. love watching him play when you're yes. not betting against him. He sneak. He he. His elusiveness, his arm, his presence on the field, his reads, his legs, his competitiveness, his never being out of a game. He's a great. I I hope he wins an MVP before he hangs it up because he deserves one. And that was that was something. And it did scare me a little when they decided to. Like go against the normal Pete Carroll move. They went for that fourth down, and that did that felt out of character. And I said, if this team like got a hold of something and decided that they're going to join the 21st century, like it it could be a good team because the offense still has pieces. Medcalf made up for a terrible drop with a beautiful touchdown, and I mean, just Russell Wilson in general looked like an MVP out of anybody. Like Lamar was great. Mahomes put up a shitload of points in the opener, but he he is my leader in the clubhouse, even if the odds aren't reflecting it right now.
1: Yeah, how many times did you have to hear it before you got tired of hearing people say, uh, "Seattle let Russell Cook"?
0: Yeah, that's like that's like uh, two,
1: three a dead horse now. Four, I know that. that yeah, like, was I the, even, like I can't even. Like I made it. I made it I through that whole monologue joke. without saying it because I knew. I'm like that's... I, that. died the fastest death I can remember in a long time. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. It's,
0: I mean that's right up there with YOLO. Now
1: it's cringe. Yeah, it's cringe. It it got it, it got to cringe at from zero to sixty. It was so fast. Yeah. Um, but I but mean, realistically, they, they, I let
0: mean, him, they let him. They let him. They put him in the kitchen.
1: But yeah, they, they gave they him the him cookbook. The they, they gave him the spatula. They gave him a spatula and they they uh, they they turned the fryer on for him, and they said, "Get after it, buddy." Um, realistically, Seattle did a very nice job against Atlanta of running early and often, uh, not uh, you know stubbornly trying to establish the run. Uh, it wasn't that they were being especially aggress- aggressive through the air either, and we know Russell can do that. The problem is we're used to seeing him do that because he's you know, trying to convert third and 10, third and 12, right. Is it's like the Dan- what Daniel Jones was doing against the Steelers. Right. Yeah. And it's, it was a breath of fresh air to see him complete high percentage passes, his um, completion over expectation. Did you see that number? It was a- a- absolutely unbelievable. Ungodly. Like I've never seen a Russell Wilson number that high. Um, and it's sure enough, he absolutely, um, you know, seems to have gained some sort of um, voice. I guess in, at the table in terms of, se- you know, kind of <laughs> his voice is unlimited in terms of settling, setting the tone for what this offense can be, do and be. And that's huge for them. It's a huge step forward. And it, it, uh, it does, it, it their offensive potential is unlimited. Uh, if that's the way they're going to coach for the full season, the entire question about betting this game is, is that what they're going to do? Do you know? No. Do I know? No. You have to kind of suspend a little bit of disbelief that that's a for sure thing that they're going to roll out the same aggressive game plan because this is a little bit of a bear trap, right? New England runs comes to town with the most outstanding pass defense in the league, and I don't think that's negotiable.
0: Nope, Seattle. it is not.
1: Seattle knows this and will likely, like, look, likely look at them and say, okay, well, we got to attack their weakness, which is the running game. We got to establish a run. We're going to run. We're going to run in this one. Like uh, last week was our passing game. This week is our running game. I can entirely see, uh, you know, Pete and, and uh, Schottenheimer sitting at an office this week, keeping that up. I can see it. Um, but if they stick to, uh, you know, kind of whatever they've learned this offseason in terms of how to sequence plays correctly, Uh, and how to lean on aggressiveness when it's, when it's, uh, when it's important, uh, then I think Seattle's, you know, absolutely uh, live for this cover, which is relatively short considering uh, the situation, you know, new England coming off of a game where they were in complete control at home against Miami uh, now heads to Seattle trip across the country. Uh, A lot of questions about, uh, you know, how, you know, how teams are going to handle that. By the way, no, no two teams back-to-back roadies week one and week two, every team that is on the road this week was at home last week. And so you have a lot of scenarios where teams are traveling for the first time. Uh, And then similarly, uh, you know, a team like Dallas weirdly was in California for the entirety of their preseason and the first game. So they're home for the first time ever. Um, But Seattle welcoming New England in nice spot for them. Uh, Pete Carroll's defense has done a de- damn decent job against Cam Newton over the years, and this is with Cam Newton that was a lot more effective at throwing the ball down the field and attacking you at multiple levels. Cam Newton is one-dimensional now in terms of his ability to attack you in the passing game. It is short passes. He is as threatening as ever on the ground. There is no denying yeah, his, that. Yeah,
0: his legs are good for sure
1: yeah but with the linebacking core that Seattle has, which is still strong, and with the uh, safety play of Jamal Adams, who's their budding superstar they just traded for, I entirely think they can they, you know they can put a bottle you know they can bottle up uh, Cam Newton's production on the ground, force him to beat them through the air and really, I laid the points with Seattle here without really thinking twice because all they really need is a is a uh a touchdown lead in my opinion. You ask Cam Newton to come from behind with his inability to attack you down the field because his weapons are poor and his accuracy throwing more than 10 yards is not great. Uh, I think you are in deep trouble if you are the Patriots and you are playing from behind. So realistically, all I need is Seattle can can be dumb. They can go with a a poor kind of uh, uh, 2018-2019-esque look offensive set-wise. And I think they're still okay as long as they can... Uh, disrupt New England, prevent them from getting an early lead. Uh, And uh, even if New England does get an early lead, Russell Wilson, I'm fine having him uh, to put together a second half comeback, make the right adjustments at halftime and and be a more dynamic player in the second half. So uh, a lot of things going for Seattle in this game, in my opinion, I don't mind laying the points. I think this should be a seven point game. A lot of that is on the basis of the fact that New England, um, you know, really didn't show us much beyond one dimension offensively in, in, uh, in their opener, uh, and, you know, we I feel like I went from not knowing who New England was at all to knowing exactly who they are on the basis of one game, and that's dangerous. Um, but uh, the there's just not enough um, – there's not enough – the roster's not deep enough, not talented enough, and, you know, Cam Newton is not – doesn't have enough, uh, you know, layers to his game at this point in his career for me to be scared about them uh, pulling off this upset in Seattle, so – I laid the short price. What do you think? Uh,
0: it took us an hour and a half, but we disagree. Oh, you like Patriots, huh? I don't like the Patriots, but I really disagree when you say it needs to be like seven points. And uh, I want you to kind of maybe listen. Should we pause it and you can listen back to what you said? The, you said the Patriots didn't show us much. I feel like that was by design.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Do you know where? I, you kind of know where I'm going with, it? and that's right. i <sighs> a little trepidation with that because it was an easy game. Like it wasn't a game. It wasn't a game that was ever in doubt. When's you the last gonna... time the
1: Patriots showed us much?
0: Yeah, exactly. They they no. don't. You know, you got a much
1: better. You got a Seriously, much when tougher. When was game the last time the Patriots offense impressed you?
0: Oh, it's been a while, but I was impressed with cam even without the downfield stuff I think he adds a second uh, another layer where he he was like he was great with his feet like, and that was the first day with that offense they didn't even get a preseason I'm a little I'm a little bullish on cam continuing to improve this is a former MVP I think uh the arm didn't look terrible I, I even if they don't if they're I don't know if they need to ask him to, to sling it deep they can take the under enough uh, – you know, it's the, the, the Patriots. You're going to take what they give you. Like, they'll run. They'll take the underneath stuff if that's what you want. If if they want to make you beat them deep, I think he's – it's like Drew Brees. Like, Drew Brees has a noodle arm, but if he needs to make one 30-yard throw, he's got that in him. You know, he's not going to do that all day, but I, we've seen it a couple times last year where it's like, oh, man, he, he can still make one or two
1: of these. Like, yeah, Cam has- can Cam, – Cam, Cam, yeah. Who's who Camp, in the receiving game is 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 making these catches and getting open? Really, secondary and, for it, Seattle fine.
0: I, I guess I'd I'd hoped they'd be better, but if they look that bad against Dan Quinn
1: and that yeah, team, Julio like I, I just feel I feel like, like Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley can make your secondary look. Oh, and that
0: that's that's Julian true. Edelman.
1: Julian <laughs> well, Edelman,
0: why, why you know,
1: Keel You're not going to do
0: it to you. If if that's the case, then why and a lot of it was on the defense, but uh, you know that you're just naming the, the offensive passing game. Like if they have such great receivers, then why'd they win, you know, however many games they did the last two years? I think it's kind of an all encompassing take as far as we have we have the Patriots. We have Bill Belichick with a new quarterback, a great offense. It's just a coaching mismatch. We didn't see much out of him last week, which I don't think that. I think that was by design. I think this offense is going to be a lot better this week. I'm I'm not super sold on anything I saw from Seattle. And granted, it was it was a good receiving core and a good quarterback that went against you. But I I, I think we might be selling Cam a little short. Yes, the receivers aren't good, but he's made do with worse down in Carolina. So I think it's a close game. I have no interest in laying points against Belichick with with, you know, off one game where you beat the tar out of Dan Quinn.
1: Here are the Patriots. Five five Patriots got targets on Sunday. Their names were Julian Edelman, Nikhil he's a, Harry. He's a quarterback. James White, J.J. Taylor, and Ryan Izzo.
0: James White's good. He's a <laughs> – yeah. And Nikhil, Nikhil Harry was a higher draft pick. He's supposed to be something. I, you know, I, I it's it's like what I said, Cam. You make chicken salad out of chicken shit. I think the offense is going to be. I don't think I'm not saying like this is going to be. You know, Cam's 15 and one season where he's bombing it, and the offense is looking good. But it's going to be an okay offense and a great defense. I, I think this uh, Seattle offense takes a big step back, even at home. Patriots traveling. It's a much, obviously, a much tougher pass defense. If they want to try to run the whole time, once they once they get stymied in that, you give if you the more you give the ball to Cam, the worse this game is going to be for you. So if that running game isn't working, I just it's going to be a close game where I'm not interested in laying the points because the Patriots are absolutely alive to win this. Mm. I mean, I, I get it. Like if if I'm, if we'll I'm, have to uh, revisit
1: this at halftime.
0: <laughs> yeah, if I'm yeah, we're gonna this will be a halftime one. But if, if I'm Carroll, yeah, that's the game plan. I'm gonna run the ball. I mean, obviously the game script didn't dictate that. We didn't see, you know, the Patriots were leading, so we weren't gonna see uh, Miami. Yeah, it was Miami try to run the ball a bunch, but I, I don't know that. Like the amount of uncertainty and just what I've seen in the past early. You know, and it's still early season Belichick, but. I have no interest in laying points here against the refurbished offense. With bad receivers, yes, I'll give you that. So I lean towards no play, but, and again, I don't think I'd lay the points. This is like the Giants to me. If I had to bet this, Patriots money line. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. I think you just put a lot of faith in Pete
1: Carroll after one game. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no,
1: my my my. I'm specifically seeing, my numbers
0: make it like three.
1: Like it's, I'm seeing it's a decent. I'm seeing a decent matchup with Seattle being able to stymie the one dimensional aspects of New England's current form on offense. New England could develop some wide receivers over the course of the season. They could play better. That you know they could develop a passing game that's somewhat more uh, more threatening. But right now if new England does not create turnovers specifically, if they are not, uh, you know, forcing you into poor throws and interceptions, I don't see how they're winning uh, a game where but I think against they will, a team, defense is against good a team against a team that can put together legitimate offense. You have a top three quarterback in the NFL and Russell Wilson, with a with an absolutely dynamic set of wide receivers, um, from ahead or from behind, this uh, Seattle team gets it done in style. I'm laying the points.
0: Cam goes Cam goes over 100 yards
1: rushing. I honestly – he,
0: he had like 75 last week or something. Like, uh, he just – he looks yeah, fun he right now. He f- had
1: 15 rushes for 75 yards last week. and I, I, he, I Cam, think he only he had
0: 15 did. completions. And granted, it, 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 that's the other point of this whole thing. They didn't – they didn't. I don't think they had to unleash much of the offense or show us anything because it was, it was well in hand. You know, it was seven three at halftime. But again, it it might as well have been twenty one to three. And then I think it was twenty one to three. I feel like the the Miami touchdown was probably the last score to make it. Uh, or no, they did Miami did Miami score and make it fourteen eleven? I don't remember. Either way, it was it was with a few minutes left in the fourth quarter, and then the Patriots went down and scored.
1: Cam Newton in his career versus the Seahawks is one in five. His touchdown interception ratio passing in six games is five touchdowns, four picks. He, he has really, one. Do you think that's predictive? He has, he has one rushing touchdown against this team. The Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll uh, is the defensive kind of. that he's I know, kind
0: of, but you're talking against like KJ yeah. Wright talk- and
1: Bobby Wagner were on the field for all these. games. I know, but you're t-
0: but you're talking about games where he was playing. In, I mean, it's. The Patriots quarterback on a different team with the Redskins coach. Like, it's, I don't, I don't think that's something you like. That's, that's weak sauce. I don't know that it is because leave, leave leave that on the, leave that on the AM radio.
1: It's not, it's not that Cam Newton has. I know what you're saying. Like, it's not, I'm giving you shit. This is not, this is not forward predictive in a way that's worth making a bet on, but. Is oh,
0: and pick up have, those years. Like, go look what years Those, have, were. those were years they were going to the Super Bowl. Like those were the best Seattle teams we ever saw with right. the Legion of Boom. Like so was Cam Newton. So was so Cam, uh, Cam Newton. Though he had one. There was one great year there, and then there was crappy years. That's how Rivera got Coach of the Year twice because they fell off the they fell off the face of the earth with some weird rosters. So yeah, I don't I don't like that at all. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, no, Pete yeah, Carole, I mean you get where
0: I'm coming with. He's got I'm not betting I know, against no. him. Pete, I'm Pete's not
1: got, got a has got a book. He's got a book on uh, on Cam Newton. And Cam Newton is limited relative to what he was at the time they were preparing for him in the past. You know and what? Yes, Cam yes, Newton it's, 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 is not it's, limited.
0: It's, it's, he's unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one to that's the one to close on for okay.
1: sure. All right, good stuff. Um
0: I feel like I had to disagree once. And yeah. I just, I just don't want to bet this game because I, I'm scared. I'm scared that uh, we didn't see exactly what the Patriots are going to be this year, and they're going to come out with something completely different against a good team now. And like, oh shit, Patriots are going to win again.
1: Cam Newton, by the way, was three and zero against the Miami Dolphins in his career before last week. So <laughs> I feel like a lot of people were. <laughs> <laughs> he was also two and zero against the Jets and one and one against the Bills um all right man well that was that
0: football reference Were are you finding that's
1: that it. uh yeah yeah i'm looking at his splits on football ref- pro pro foot ref um <laughs> can we confirm that the, the secret podcast play of the day was the carolina team total under or did something better manifest or do you want to skip it entirely
0: no i like that
1: okay were we looking for 20 under 20 or are we willing to 30. take under 19 and a half if that's the best if that's what they're going to give us
0: um, yeah, yeah. I play under ten. I don't care.
1: Ooh, nice. Okay. Right. Are they not up yet? Uh, I think nitrogen might have them. I'll poke around. <clears throat>
0: okay. Yeah, that's the secret play.
1: Yeah. All right. Best of luck, and uh, let's talk Thursday at uh, halftime. Sound good?
0: Hmm.